Hello and welcome to this episode of the Law of Hair Fitness podcast. I am so excited because I've got a special guest on today, Leanne, and I'm going to be asking her all about what she does and how it's different to what I do. But hi, Leanne, introduce yourself. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on. Very, very honoured, very excited. So I'm also an online coach, but my speciality is with netball. I've got I do have a wide variety of clients. Most of them do some form of the sport, running, triathlon. But I do run a group program that is dedicated to netball. And I also help one-to-one netballers as well. I go around clubs. I play netball myself. I'm a coach. Um, So I basically help women to get strong and reduce their risk of injury. So it helps them to keep playing the sport that we all absolutely love especially as we get older Um, and I'm almost 46 now so I really shouldn't be playing the level I'm playing and I'm desperately hanging on with my fingernails (laughs) wanting to play against girls that are literally less than half my age and um, yeah so that's that's basically what I do. That's interesting uh, that you say that because every single one of my clients um, that played sport who's about hitting the 30s and they're always getting injured. I'm just like, just give it up. You're getting too old. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm totally opposite. Don't give up. Just come strength train. (laughs) Well, yeah, right, though. It's the sport that will get you, not the not the strength training. It's the sport that will get you. People just love it, don't they? I've never been walking before. I try like I have to laugh about it, but I tried to play RAF basketball for a bit. And trying to learn a sport at like 26 was very difficult. And everyone were taking it so serious. And I just yeah. thought, oh, we'll just go play a game. But everyone was so serious. I was like, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm very serious about my netball. I love it, but I'm very serious. Oh, really? I like losing. I'm a sore loser. <laughs> I'm, I'm too much of a joker. That's why I kind of, I'm streaming into bodybuilding a bit because it's just a lone <laughs> sport in it. You can still have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how long have you been coaching for? So in terms of coaching women online and um, personal training, like I have, I still have one-to-ones. I've got, I'm very lucky we converted our garage into a gym. So I still take clients in there um, who mainly are older women who've never done any kind of strength training, don't want to do it in a gym um and but want to have access to those heavy weights so I've got you know I'm a lover of barbell work and that kind of thing so um they come to me and I I help them to learn how to you know do back squats and deadlifts and hip thrusts and all those fantastic exercises um and I started getting into strength training for 2021 so I'm still very new into strength training. I'd like dabbled through the years. I mean, cardio has always been my thing, running, triathlon, netball. Um, but every time I ever joined the gym, I used to pick up a, like a couple of dumbbells and like, what else do you do with them other than bicep curls? It's probably the only exercise I knew. And then would do like a couple of the machines, mainly, let's be honest, we all go to that core machine where you do the abs, but actually it's your arms working. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. I didn't know what what to do. I certainly would never have gone like into where the racks are or anything like that. And then spent most of the time on the on the treadmill, really. And 
I'm also a run coach as well. One of my friends runs a uh, running club and I help out with her. And it was during lockdown. So before before I started uh, PTing, I was a holistic therapist. So I'm training like reflexology, Indian head massage, that kind of thing. And when we, do you remember that November lockdown and we weren't allowed to like meet inside or anything, but we could meet outside, not yeah. in large groups. So my friend as part of her business, she uh, got us coaches to do some like one-to-one work with some of the ladies. And because I wasn't allowed to work because my job at that time was illegal, I then started doing quite a lot of one-to-one work uh, with some of the ladies. And I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I've been coaching netball for over 25 years. So I've been coaching in that way for a long time. I've got quite a lot of experience. I used to be a teacher as well. I run my own netball club. Um, but never done any kind of like a lot of one-to-one work. And, uh, yeah, I loved it so much. And I remember one day I came home to my husband and I was like, I really want to do a personal training course. And he was like, I think that's an amazing idea. I think you'd be really good at it. So I wanted to do an in-person course. I didn't want to do a course online. So of course I had to wait for all those lockdowns to finish. So I did that in May, 2021, qualified, and then started working one-to-one from then. And then started the online coaching the January. My online coaching program started the January after. So two years now I've been doing online coaching. So I'm still quite new in that kind of realm and strength training. And the reason why I got into strength training, because being like, how old have I been? 43. I was really frightened of going to this personal training course thinking I'm going to be surrounded by lots of young boys that are young enough to be my sons. And they're all going to be buff. They're all going to know what they're doing. And I'm not going to have a clue. So I got a coach myself to help me learn how to strength train and considering I'd never done it before but I'm pr- pretty you know I'm, I'm reasonably good at understanding how the body moves and stuff like that from my netball running coaching so it was really easy for me to do online coaching it's not necessary that you need an in-person PT as a beginner of strength training you don't necessarily need that um and uh yeah so that's how I got it because I was so I just wanted to make sure I had enough information so I didn't go into that PT course feeling like I didn't know anything and actually ironic thing I got to the course I wasn't the youngest person I wasn't the oldest person there and I wasn't the only girl there and actually there was about four or five of us older women that were on that course there were the young lads you know coming out of school coming out of college that you know were doing their gym instructor and PT but yeah, there was lots of people of different range, age ranges, different abilities, different experiences, different backgrounds, all coming together to do it. So if anyone was thinking of doing it, you don't need to be afraid because it really is a mix and diverse community out there. Yeah, I kind of wish I did an in-person one. I was uh, in a similar kind of boat, really. I left, well, I was in the RAF. My, the RAF were going to pay for my um, my instruct, my PT course. And it was coming to the end of 2020, so we'd been through lockdown. Um, and I was just like, right, I need to do something before I leave. So I got a PT course, but obviously we're in lockdown, so I thought I'll just have to yeah. do that. But I feel like as much as 
I know my stuff now. I don't feel like the PT course online teaches you a great deal. And I think the only reason I know as much as I do is because I did the same as you. I got a coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I learned so much with my, from my coach and yeah, I'm I'm internally grateful for how he helped me. Um and I think the the best thing about the doing the in-person PT course was like you kind of have to do your PT course because you need the qualification. You do learn stuff, don't get me wrong, but you learn it's like driving a car, isn't it? When you go through your driving test, you learn how to drive a car or how to pass the test. And then when you pass the test, you learn how to drive a car. And it's the same sort of thing. But the best thing I felt with the in-person is being around all the other people learning together and sharing what we know for our own personal training and personal experience. I think I learned a lot from that as well, which I can't imagine you would have got so much of. Because it was like a, a four or five week intense course. So I was in there every day, Monday to Friday, um and everyone else was as well so yeah really really enjoyed it um but yeah you definitely learn so much more once you finish it you just got to do it to get the qualification don't you yeah 100% I was just about to say um, to say you haven't been strengthening that long you're in like in pretty good nick do you know what I mean like you've grown quite a lot of muscle yeah thank you very much <laughs> yeah I think um I think I'm very lucky I obviously have good genetics and yeah. I obviously, I think my muscles are super responders. Um, and so I can grow muscle quite quickly. Um, so, yeah, I, I am quite lucky in that respect. So I think, I mean, obviously you never really know, but I have grown quite a lot of muscle quite quickly. Even like when I, you know, when I started, um, so started roughly in the March and then six months later, I did like a photo shoot. Um, and even in that time, I had grown quite a bit of muscle. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I'm lucky in that respect. But I do like I do the right things in terms of my diet and stuff like that. And I do push hard in the gym. And I think that also really helps having that mindset to be able to push hard. And I'm like I went to the gym just before this and I was sweating. <laughs> I'm sure the aircon wasn't working either. <laughs> oh, it's snowing here, and I was boiling in the gym. I was just like, yes. "Oh my god, what is going on?" But I think just from what you touched on there, that's a lot of things that people don't talk about is genetics. Because yeah. I have a lot of clients that want the goal of having a six pack, being ripped, like things like that, and it comes down to because like you, you do see a few people about that have got that body type that you can have abs all the time, and you're not like too lean to like function and stuff. Whereas me personally, like I, I look all right, even though I'm the heaviest I've ever been. But I literally, when I did my photo shoot, I had a six pack for a day and then it was gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just yeah I'm quite lucky. I, I, My abs are seeing quite a bit for most of the time, but I'm quite tall as well. Obviously being a netballer, it helps. I've got long legs. I've got a tall torso. So that also helps as well um, in terms of genetics um, for that. Yeah, that man's there for a day and then it's gone. <laughs> I need to train him harder so that the bigger so that you can see him for longer. <laughs> um, what would you say the difference is? Because obviously me training my clients, because I still do one-to-ones as well. I've got um a studio, so I still train one-to-one -one clients, but 
that's mainly like fat loss, just getting in shape, getting a bit stronger, things like that. But then online, I've got a mixed bag, really. Obviously, I aim it more at military people because ex-military, I want to help them. So a lot of people do want to grow a little bit of muscle. But in terms of you training people for netball and me training people to grow, what would you say the main difference is? So there's there's not a huge difference. Like all my ladies who are netball based will still do all the basics because the basics work. Like a lot of the strength training is about injury prevention, getting them stronger on court. Um, a lot of them have, you know, there isn't many netballers out there who haven't had some form of injury, particularly knees and ankles are very um, prominent injuries in netball. So it's about, you know, build. you're going to have to build the muscles around those, get the muscles nice and strong, nice and big, tendons, ligaments, nice and strong, and that kind of thing. So I'm still going to give them squats and deadlifts and hip thrusts. Um, so, you know, the training won't look too different, but where the slight differences will be, will be perhaps in the specificity. So netball... If you think about netball, it's lots of jumping, landing, changing direction, um, quite a bit of contact. Like when a lot of people hear about netball, if you haven't watched like netball recently, it's not like what you think about at school. There is a lot of physical contact, which is one of part of the game that I absolutely love. I love a physical contact game. Um, it doesn't put me off. And so you've got to be able to take that impact as well. Um, so you need the generic strength training, but where it gets quite specific is netball's a lot of single leg. So working through single leg exercises will really help. So things like Bulgarian split squats are great exercises for netballers, lunges, especially like shooters. We do this thing called a split land. So you need to be able to do that kind of thing. Um, and then also... It helps with any imbalances that you might have doing the single leg exercises, which, to be honest, most people have anyway. But it's even more important when you're working a lot of one legged work in netball, you need to make sure you are working to try and minimize those imbalances between your legs. Um, and then obviously power exercises. So things like um, like thrusters um like squat presses that kind of thing anything that enables you to have to develop your power which is slightly different than strength um and then getting even more specific like netball if you think about how netball is played it's like very stop start stop start sprints that kind of thing so you know there's there's a lot of thing with a lot of women I see that go out as their extra training and I used to be exactly the same I used to do exactly the same my extra training outside netball would be doing a couple of 5Ks a week. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that because that can help with your endurance because netball, you know, it's four quarters an hour game. Um, so you need an element of endurance. But that, but that slow, steady state cardio is not specific enough for netball. So I get my ladies to do like some sprint training, some sprints on the treadmill, that kind of thing. Um, lots of jumping. Like if you want to get better at jumping, then jump. So plyometrics, jumping on and off boxes, working on your landing mechanics as well. So making sure that, you know, when you're jumping and landing, that is where the injuries happen is when you land. So 
making sure that you understand how to land and you get that kind of mind body connection with that so jumping off boxes jumping one footed um and i was gonna say something else then working on like change of direction um i can't remember what i was gonna say for there's menopause brain for you i always talk about that um <laughs> so yeah so that's where there's going to be slight differences where you just need an extra little bit of specificity in there so but you still need the basic strength training um in what order to build is, the muscle what rep range do you work in it again it depends it depends on the experience um of the client so if they're a complete beginner i do like them to work a bit more between like 10 12 maybe even 12 15 um because it's about practicing the movement so um getting them used to the movement that kind of thing um but then i might get them to do lower reps um for higher weight so it it it's mixed and it's um and it's dependent on the exercise as well so you know if i'm getting them to do like a kind of metabolic conditioning then we might have some high rep stuff in there because it's working on power on constant moving which you need like as a nippler you need to be able to get beyond that point where your you know your lungs and your heart are burning but you have got to keep going otherwise you lose your opponent and um and you know you're you're giving a goal away essentially oh that's what i was going to say core work core work is essential landing like get a strong core you you you'll land so much better you'll jump so much you'll control your body i mean every exercise is core exercise but putting in some extra core work will help as well so i also include that sort of thing what kind of tempo do you work at uh again it's um it it varies and I kind of, I don't worry too much about tempo because it's not really that necessary for the kind of client I work with. But I use it as I like, especially when I start out, I'm like, as long as you're not going up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, yeah. and you're going really fast, you're probably doing okay at tempo. I still educate them on tempo because I do like, like one of the things I loved about my first coach is that I learned so much. And I know some coaches have a different opinion that if you talk about the science behind things, it's not what your client wants. But I'm like, actually, I like enjoyed learning it. And if you understand the science, I think it kind of is like, oh, this is why I'm doing it. So you're more likely to do it. Um, but again, I, I might use tempo to like mix things up a bit. Um, so I'll add like slower um eccentric moves or holding at the bottom of a squat for example and things like that just to make things make their training a bit more exciting as opposed to because this will build better muscle or this will do this so it i use it more in that way than anything anything more yeah specific. i know what you mean i try and mix things up a lot like i've learned off my coach like loads of different rep ranges just to like keep everything interesting like I do a muscle round of like five sets of five reps just to mix it up rather than it being three sets of 12 because it's funny in it like I used to go to the gym and it'd be four sets of 12 that's what I'd do of everything because that's what I thought you had to do because that's what the internet said but then yeah. when I coach I only do two working sets usually like a top set and a back off but 
it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you can recover from it and as long as you're pushing really hard. And I think that's probably one of the things that I lacked because I trained for 10 years before I bloody got a coach. I'm gutted. <laughs> I'm Yeah, absolutely yeah. gutted because I never learned training intensity. Because I know you touched on it there that you said you train really hard and it's something that people just don't get at all. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I, um, every now and again, like I've got quite a lot of clients that are very close to me um, just because of the communities that I'm in, running community, network community. Um, it's very easy for me to gather clients locally. And so with those sort of clients, I have met them in a gym and got work, did a workout with them. We do it together. And then when they, you know, load their weights, I'm like, no, 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 come on, we can go higher than that. We can go higher than that. And it's really good because it's like they get to understand, actually, I can do that. And it's like, now you're working. Now you're working at intensity. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it's kind of like a light bulb moment. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. But it's like, it's also, especially with women and weights, it's a confidence thing. Like, they're afraid that if they lift too heavy, they're going to injure themselves. And it's so unlikely to happen. You're far more likely to get injured in your sport than you are in the gym. Um, and, you know, no women are really that silly with weights and uh, exercises. So, You know, don't be afraid to lift heavy. Have the confidence to do so because um, you probably are stronger than you think you are. Yeah, I think it's massively a confidence thing. And I think even just getting in that area of the gym, it's not just even putting the weight on it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I, th I, th I find that most of my women that I've got online that train at home are so confident at home, but they wouldn't go into a gym. And it's hard because I do the same as you sometimes, like my online clients, they are local. So I'll be like, oh, do you want to go for a session or whatever? And it's good because they get to see how hard I train and what I expect Yeah. of them. So sometimes with online clients further away, it can be a little bit more difficult to explain that, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. And I just go through there, guys, going, I think you can do, you've done like three weeks worth of that weight now. I think we are ready to go up. Come on, get Yeah. that up. I love it when they send you training videos. I love it, honestly. I always say to my clients, please send me training videos. And I get them every now and again, but I do love it when I'm like, that is amazing. But you can definitely add 10 kilos on that. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. um, and then I'm going to ask you a little bit about menopause because I know that you mentioned earlier, you said, oh, menopause brain. Um, how have you found that with your strength training? <laughs> so I, with my menopause journey, like I reckon it started earlier than it has done. Um, like, I've got very young children, like I said, for my age, and we struggled to conceive. And I, I, I believe that is potentially because in my late thirties, I was tending towards perimenopause. Um, but it really came to a head a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, I had a few symptoms, but the main symptom that I felt was a change in mood and I'm quite a chilled out person um and sometimes I'd get a bit moody during PMS but nothing like nothing crazy nothing like dramatically different but all of a sudden this one summer so 
think it was 2022. And I would just have, the only way I can think of it is the rage. Like I would go into a complete rage and I would just see red. Like, you know, when you talk about, people talk about that anger when they see red and you can't control it, that was me, but it's not me. Like I'd never, ever behaved like that before in my life, not even as a teenager, you know, I'm quite chilled. And I was like, fuck, this is not me. And then I was adding other symptoms like lack of sleep. And even if like two young kids who don't sleep don't help either. But even if I had a, you know, reasonably decent night's sleep, I'd wake up exhausted and still do, to be honest. But wake up, but I'm a little bit better now because I'm on HRT. But yeah, I'd wake up absolutely exhausted. Or sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. Um, and it would take ages. So then obviously waking up in the morning, absolutely exhausted. Joints, especially my knees, would ache, like really badly ache. And so that would obviously affect my training. The lack of sleep obviously affecting my training, my mood, my motivation. And so I was starting to piece things together. Um, and actually, I spoke to my mum. And because often the pattern um, goes down your maternal line. So, you know, if you're not sure, it's always a good idea to talk to your mum or your mum's mum. And my mum was like, oh, you know, by your age. So I, what was I? 44. Um, my mum was like, well, by your age, I was all done and dusted. Wow. And I was like, oh. And she was like, and your nan had, my nan had a child un unexpectedly in late, in her late 30s, which obviously that year, many years ago was quite a surprise. And she said when she, then after having my uncle, um, she never had a period again. So she went straight into the menopause. Wow. So it's obviously a thing in my family. And I said to my mum, I was like, oh, could have told me this a few years ago. So obviously a thing in my family of having quite an early menopause. So I took all this information and went to the doctor and I had to fight to get some HRT. But I did eventually get it. Um, and like anyone out there who's struggling, get a load of evidence, track your symptoms. It's like super important. There are literally tens and tens, if not over a hundred different symptoms of menopause. Um, itchy skin was another one of mine. Um, tinnitus is another one of mine. Like things that you wouldn't expect to be related. But estrogen like is, there are so many estrogen receptors all over the body. And then once you learn that, you're like, of course that is related to having estrogen fluctuations. Of course you're having issues there because there are estrogen receptors there. So it all kind of makes sense. Um, and yeah, like I was, I, I think I, I'm um, quite lucky that, you know, I never really experienced any drop in motivation for my training. Definitely like tiredness definitely affects it. And I still get quite tired now. Um, and so sometimes I have to be, I've learned that I have to be a lot kinder to myself and really I, it's like it's the recovery that makes it really harder so you know even if you're suffering with like lack of time uh lack of sleep and stuff like that achy joints that's going to make it hard in the moment but I'm quite good at pushing myself through that but what I'm learning is sometimes I'm pushing myself too hard and I'm struggling to 
um, recover from it so that then my sleep is even like I'm not sleeping well. So my recovery is going to be worse. My aching joints are going to ache even more. So you've got to understand and find perhaps a new balance. But there is no kind of like, you know, you see out there, there's lots of like menopause workouts and stuff like that. And I, and you should change things. And I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't feel that you should disempower women um, to not strength train or to not, because it's even more important during this time. But sometimes you might have to find a right, a new balance for yourself. So you might have to reduce um, some training. So I try not to um, always go for PBs. I'm a lot more strategic about how I go for my PBs. I still get them. And I still get them in my, say, luteal phase or when I'm in P PMS, because that, again, doesn't affect me. So there shouldn't be a blanket or you're in the later stage of your cycle. Therefore, you should lift lighter weights. No bullshit to that. I want to lift heavy, so I will lift heavy and I can. But, you know, sometimes you might have to think, oh, maybe I'll do a shorter session today. And again, you can vary it like day to day, month to month and how you base it on how you feel. But going through the menopause doesn't necessarily have to change anything. And I know you'll be exactly the same, especially I know with like experiences you'll have in your life and your career. I think it's really important that we continue to empower women to make choices about what they do with their body, but also be kind to yourself in it as well. Um, like my symptoms haven't I'm very lucky my symptoms haven't been that bad I've had to really change a lot um so everything has to be done on an individual basis 100% I found that anyway do you know, like you get some clients like even that are well before menopausal age that have really bad periods so there's absolutely no chance that they can train on those like first two days of the period which is absolutely fine it's just person dependent, but but like you just touched on there, these people that say you must live lighter in this stage of your period, this blah blah bullshit stuff. But actually, it's just person dependent. I don't change anything. Like I'm not. I always say it is. Imagine you've got like four week training, so you've got four weeks of progression, like four weeks of your workouts each week, and then you do you you heavier stuff on the first week. And then you go through all these bullshit, lighter, more reps, whatever they say. By the time you come to this week again, you've lost all your strength. Mm, yeah. And you're never going to get that like linear progression because you're just constantly going, oh, I'm going to be strong that week, weak, strong, weak. And it's just like, what, what bullshit, isn't it? The internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like, there's like lots of things out there about, know just talking about your cycle for any stage of life not just like perimenopause but where you know if you front load your training you do more in your follicular phase and you're doing your luteal phase and it's like okay that might be I think there was one study that showed that they got better gains however all studies around this are low quality like studying the female cycle is so difficult because we don't all experience it the same not even the same length for all of us and there's other complications as well, like if you've got endometriosis or PCOS or like so many different things. Um, but it, it, like 
you're a mum, I'm a mum, I could not arrange my first two weeks of my cycle by doing more training then. I, I do as much training as I can. Like I can't physically fit any more in, do you know what I mean? So even doing things like that is just like, yeah, it might be okay in theory, but in practicality, no, can't do it. It's just madness, isn't it? And I think that's why I, I love being on AFM as well, because I feel like everyone's like a decent coach that wants to better the knowledge that's out there. Whereas the bullshit that you see on Instagram that have millions or hundreds of thousands of followers that give out this bullshit advice and you're just like, I want to not oh, just so be frustrating. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's very frustrating. And it's sad that how much misinformation gets piled about the menopause. I spoke to Chrissy last week on, um, on here actually all about it, but it's just really sad that there's not enough research information. And I think the more that we speak about it and the more, that people do obviously I don't think I'm personally going through it but I know that I will in the next five ten years do you know what I mean mm. but even I don't know enough about it because there's not enough information that yeah I I mean I didn't know anything um about menopause it was only like I'm I I've got quite high knowledge I was a fertility expert um as a reflexologist so I've got quite high knowledge of how the cycle works and female hormones reproductive hormones that kind of thing so it wasn't much that I need to learn extra to learn exactly what's happening in the in the menopause um but yeah I didn't really understand before I started piecing the things together and talking to my mom and stuff like that that I realized this is why I'm feeling the way I am and like I can totally understand why women in their 40s and 50s like commit suicide because like I have felt that low because of it. Um and it and it can really get you. But if you like it, it's heartbreaking that like, if some women can really understand that that's what is happening when you understand the reasons behind, like you might not necessarily be able to do anything about it. I mean, there is HRT, but again, I always, I take HRT and I found it uh, really helpful, but it is a conversation that you have with your GP. I, you know, I don't recommend, blanket recommend HRT. I can explain my um, experiences on it and it's really helped me. Um, but again, not all women can have it. Like I've got a friend who's previously had breast cancer and because yeah. it was estrogen dominant breast cancer, she can't take HRT. So she's having to live through all these symptoms. Um, but I think because she understands why she's feeling the way she is, it makes things easier for her to cope with, even though it is very, very difficult. Um, yeah. So if, if you know, you're more likely to accept yeah 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 what the fuck is happening yeah what the fuck is wrong with me like what and you kind of can then take it away so like when I was going through those rages like I was shouting in my kids faces which I never do like it's just like my poor kids but now I can take myself out of the situation and go right you're feeling like this because of your fluctuation of hormones and you can make it less personal. Whereas at the time, I was like, such a bad mom. You know, I hate myself. It's me. It's like, it's not you. 
it's just your you know things that are happening inside your body that you can't necessarily control um but one thing i will say about the menopause is you know in terms of training as well regardless of what you do in terms of hrt or anything like that and research is very few and far between like we said before researching the female cycle is very very difficult but what they said that you know a healthy diet and mediterranean diet is is known to be like a really good thing for um menopause but a healthy diet and exercise are the only non-controversial things that are helpful for women going through the menopause so if you can do anything eat well and exercise and that will help with your symptoms especially if you're going from nothing yeah absolutely it'll definitely help but um i'm gonna have to let us go mate it's been amazing talking to you just i'm tight and i haven't paid for zoom yet <laughs> <laughs> that's all right i could see the clock turn down so yeah, i'd be like, like oh how shit it's going now but thank you so much for taking your time to come on it's been amazing um oh thank you for having me i've loved it yeah all right mate thank you so much speak to you Take soon care. bye, bye.